listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. I heard it clearly while praying. For some of you, tonight is the beginning of ministry for you. Men will begin to see clearly the finger of God on your life. It will be difficult to deny that the Lord is with you in the name of Jesus. Three points very quickly. You notice Jesus called them to himself and he gave them instructions. Everything he said to do. Number one, he said preach. Number two, he said heal the sick. Number three, he said cleanse the lepers. Number four, he said raise the dead. Number five, he said cast out demons. Now please, I need to understand that Jesus wouldn't tell you to do things he has not shown you how to do. In other words, God, before the Lord makes demand on us, he usually makes himself an example. Like he told his disciples in John 13. He said, I have washed your feet and I have served you so that I can show you how you ought to serve each other. God does not make a demand on you on things he's not trained you for. Jesus will not go and tell you, can you imagine, how can you just tell me, go and raise the dead? I've never seen the dead raised before. So how will I know to raise the dead? But if you read before chapter 10, a lot of things, everything, each one of the things Jesus said to do, Jesus had done right before their eyes, before them. In the book of Matthew and chapter number 4, verse 17, the Bible says, And Jesus began to preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So when he told them, Go and preach, and preach the kingdom, he had already shown them how to preach. God isn't telling you to do something that is impossible. And listen, hear me tonight. Everything that Jesus did on earth, he did as man. Not one did he do as God. Not one. Jesus did not walk on water as God. Jesus did not raise the dead as God. Jesus did not feed 5,000 as God. Everything Jesus did on the earth, he did as man. How do I know this? The Bible says in John chapter 17, Jesus was speaking, talking to his father. He said in verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, he said, Lord, thank you for honoring and glorifying me all this while. He said, Lord, I've glorified you. He said, now it is time for you to glorify me and give unto me the glory I had with you before now. Not I have, I had. How do I know he had it? Because the Bible says in Philippians, in chapter 2, he said he left his glory, not thinking of it to be robbery, to be equal with God. The Bible says he decided to drop become like man everything that made him God he left in heaven thank God Peter said Lord if it is you that is walking on water bid me come ladies and gentlemen you can walk on water if the Lord bids you come and it was Peter had the confidence to ask because that's why Peter was able to do more miracles than other disciples Peter understand that the divinity of God. Remember when Jesus was saying, who do the son of men, who do men say I am? It was only Peter that had the revelation. You are the son of the living God. And he knew if God left his glory in heaven, became like one of us. At the time when he was a baby, if Herod had gotten a hold of him, he would have killed him. God became helpless. He was left at the mercy of his father, his um, adopted father, and mother Mary. They had to smuggle him to Egypt. 
He couldn't run away himself. If Herod had gotten God at that time, he would have killed him. That's how much Jesus dropped. Everything that made him God. Somebody said, well, but PK, when the Bible says Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. Ladies and gentlemen, what made him God was not with the devil. What made him God is with God the Father. That's why it says the Father will now restore it to him when he receives him in glory. The one he collected from the devil was the one we lost to him. And he collected it not for himself, he collected it for us. Jesus, did, see, God was not threatened by the devil before he came. He didn't come for himself. He came for you and I. We are the one that displaced and lost our position. And God came to restore us. Took everything, the devil himself. Let me explain this, ladies and gentlemen. The devil himself has no say over your life. He has no right over your life. Why? Everything that makes him sick, Jesus took it. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't just take it. He left him in a state of, of paralysis. A state caused stupendous. The devil was messed up right in front of his angels. And that's why Jesus said, the only person that defeated him so badly, disgraced him publicly, that person is Jesus. Have you, do, you know, do, you, do, you, do you remember bullies in school? There are some bullies that when, when, after they have beaten you, uh, they've beaten you to a stupor. Anytime you see them coming, what do you do? You go the other way. If someone wants to get a hold of you and get you frightened, all they need to do is just mention that person's name. That's what Jesus did. That's why he now says, if the devil tries to mess around, don't worry, mention my name. He knows that this part, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Just mention my name. Can somebody shout Jesus for me tonight? Yeah! Anytime you shout Jesus, he needs to shoot because he remembers if it, if, he cannot have a repeat of that episode. That's a luxury he can afford. Can you imagine? See, you beating a man, mano a mano. Me and Pamela fighting, and me beating him up stupidly is good enough. But if I now beat him in front of his wife, his children, and everybody that works under him, I now, by the time I finish beating him, I now sit on him. And I tell, please mention my name. I, I can't hear you well. He says, PK. And I'll be slapping his head and say, What's my name? PK. That's what Jesus did to this devil. Anytime you mention his name, he remembers that defeat. He cannot for the second episode. Somebody shout hallelujah. He cannot for the second episode. And that's why the Bible says, Wherefore, God has highly exalted him. Giving him a name above every name. At the nation of the name Jesus. Every knee. Chapter, Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Jesus healed all manners of diseases. Matthew chapter 8 verse 13. Jesus healed the centurion servant. Matthew chapter 8 verse 15. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law of malaria. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. Bible says he healed all that were sick. Matthew chapter 9 verse 6. He healed the paralytic man. Matthew chapter 9 verse 29. He healed two blind men. Matthew chapter 9 verse 23. He healed a dumb man. So when he was telling them in chapter 10, heal the sick, ladies and gentlemen, they know this man is not going to go and tell, he's not telling us to do something impossible. We have seen him heal the sick. We have seen him, we have seen him cast out demons. We have seen him do all sorts. So they knew what to do. 
God is not telling you to go and do the impossible. Don't think this thing is too much. You will raise the dead. You will cleanse lepers. You will heal all manner of sicknesses and diseases. Why? There is delegated authority. Someone say delegated authority. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. What did the Bible say? The Bible says, and he called unto himself. If you know you are called by God, and Jesus had paid for all your sin, and your sin and iniquity, God remembers no more. Come on, stand to your feet and just give one ten second praise to God for all he had done for you, setting you free. Shout if you have to shout. Amen. Is that the best you can do? That's what your salvation is what? That's what your deliverance is what? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You may have your seat. He says, cleanse the leper. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 1 to 4, Jesus has cleansed the leper. In Matthew chapter 9, 18 to 26, Jesus has raised a little girl from the dead. All before chapter number 10. Bible says in Matthew chapter 8, 28 to 34, Jesus cast out demons. So, there was nothing in the curriculum he gave them that he had not done before. Peter saw him walk on water and said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, Come. Thank God Peter made that request. Will have felt that walking on water is only for God's. Not for me, I mean. Because a lot of people still find it hard to believe that everything that Jesus did on earth, he did as a man. Not as God. If he was as God, he wouldn't need the Holy Ghost. In fact, everything he did, Bible says, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about healing them that were oppressed of the devil and casting out demons for God was with him. If you are so clear in your heart that God is with you, can I see you wave to God? You are so sure God is with you? He's not telling us to go and do something that can't be done. He's shown an, exam an example. Several people have been healed before he gave them instruction. Dead have been raised. Lepers have been cleansed. Demons have been cast out. All manners. In fact, three times. Bible says, and he healed. They brought all manners of sick. All manners of diseased. Ladies and gentlemen, the world we are in is not a world of, of, of words, drama, talk. Talk is cheap. Everybody talks. Orators, motivational speakers. You can never be better than those that study the professors of MBA. So church is not to teach MBA. We are not to teach oration. It's not our business to teach you principles. If you carry power, you carry power. You don't, you don't. It's as simple as that. And ladies and gentlemen, for all of you that want to marry someone that is just handsome, that carries no power of God, when the devil shows up, beauty cannot handle Satan. 
I tell folks, you are better cry to God. Satan does not. You need to see people beautiful. They were beautiful yesterday. But they brought a woman several years ago. Used to run a prayer meeting at night, night vigil. And people, in fact, it was so full, we could almost run two services of night vigils. People be on the street. They were praying. And it was not just a prayer of shoe and bag, Lord. Use us. Fill us with your power. Let your glory manifest. And brethren, God was using common men to do great things. So a woman came. Now before they would have called me, they would have gone through my young men. I always have these young folks I train. And they had prayed and prayed and she wasn't getting better. She was dying. She was as skinny as anything. She was so frail nobody could carry her. Today she's an evangelist. Not only that, today she, at a time, I think she was in one of the presidential aspirants. Oh yeah. I saw her, ladies and gentlemen, by the time they came to call me, obviously, it must have been something they couldn't handle. Most cases don't get to me. I'm talking of people 15, 16, 18, less than 20. By the time we finish prayer meeting, they're just like you or people afflicted. Mad people, crazy people. So we change. Lined up. And those young men ministered to them and they were free. And yet, they were first class students in school. Because a lot of us have excuses these days. Why is it that I can't do something for God? Then we have limited ourselves. There are some things that are not for you. What Jesus said in chapter 10 verse 1, he says to all of us, says to all of us, what am I speaking on today? As you go. As, as you go. As you go, preach the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday I gave you a picture of what hell is all about and the kind of celebrities that are in hell. Ladies, people don't know the way out. If they could get out, they would have gotten out. Nobody gets out of hell except God pulls him out. God can't pull him out except without the, but for the message of Jesus. Jesus, the resurrection and the life. Until we pull eternal destruction forever. For some of we, we can't save everybody, but a good number of them, if only they have heard. Says, how shall they be saved when they have not heard? How shall they hear when they have not been sent? Go preach the gospel. Let your life come for something with God. He's giving you everything you need. I swear in his name, everything he said here is for all of us. I get very sick. When? Because of the promises God had given us. Of casting out devils, healing the sick, people start feeling special. You are not special. What you are doing, God can do with all of us, and He wants to do with all of us. But the problem is, some people are just not interested in God using them. That is all. You don't want God to use you, He can't. I told you yesterday, God says, I knock at the door. He didn't say I will break down the door. 
God will not access your heart by force. You open it, it comes in. All he can do is knock. Though he has power to pull down the wall, pull down the door, he does not his style. He knocks at the door. Nothing under duress. If you want him, fine. You don't want him, fine. God will stay where you put him. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at you. I see capacity for dead rising. I see capacity for healing of all manners of sicknesses. If we go preaching. But you notice that he said to them, as you go. These things can happen as you are seated. These things don't happen when you are not in motion. As you go to do what? To preach. As you go. That's the difference. Those that have testimony is because they are going. Those that don't have testimony, they are not going. It's just like death. You know when the Bible, when God created death, the Bible says the day you eat of it, you shall, shall die. Now death itself was created dead. The only key that activates death was in the hands of man. The day you eat of it, death comes alive. In the same vein, the Bible says, as you go, preach and heal, set free, raise the dead. All this promise gets activated as you go. As you go to do what? Preach. Not as you go to church. This is just a collection of lights. Light does not need more light. Isaiah 9 2. The Bible says, The people that dwell in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the valley of shadow of death upon them, the light has shone. It is those in darkness that need light. Why do you come to church? So that iron can sharpen iron. You get instruction. Get built up in the Holy Ghost. Go out there and make a difference. This is not church. Church is out there. As you go. As you go. One of my daughters, she was so excited. Sent me, sent me a report, a mail, some few days ago. Oh, I was so elated. These are young ladies. Oh, I, I, I mentored them all when they were in the university. She has now graduated. She felt the Lord still wanted her to stay and do some missionary work before she gets a job. So she got some, other, some of her old friends. She was the president of the fellowship in the university. So she got some of her old friends. They, they do outreaches. And they went to this community in a particular part of Nigeria. That, that place was a Muslim and Islamic stronghold. But ladies and gentlemen, I tell you it's not about words. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 20. For the kingdom of God is not in words. It is in power. It's not in words, ladies and gentlemen. It is in power. Lord, people love words now. You know, articulacy, you know, oratory, good, good presentation. The package, you know, the dressing, plus the, 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 um, the phonetics, the, the, the everything, just the whole nice, beautiful looking package. No power. That's what the American church has become. Loads of talk, no power. And brethren, anybody can talk. Every other religion talks. But only Jesus shows power. The kingdom of God is not in words. If you say your God is God, no problem. Let's show power. 
I'm not good at speaking. Let's show power. I remember I was in university and I was ministering to this lady. She, she, was, she was a Muslim. But I had an impression God wanted to use her. God wanted to use her to be a gospel artist. So I kept pestering her. I said, you give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus. One of the days when I was ministering to her, while we were waiting for a bus to get somewhere on campus, the leader of the Muslim Student Association met me there. Man, war started. Why are you talking to one of my disciples? Blah, 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 blah. Then I was looking at him. When it comes to things like that, I'm of very few words. Because ladies and gentlemen, I have seen God. I have seen him in action. Until, hey, let me explain this people. Until the word of God became flesh. God could not dwell with men. He only visits and lives. It was when the word became flesh that he dwelt. Until the word becomes flesh, God can't dwell with men. In the same vein, until this word you read become an experience, the word cannot dwell with you. The one you have experienced, let them wake you up in the midnight. Let them shake you and turn you upside down. You have experienced it. You've seen the efficacy of this word. It has happened right before your eyes. You now tell me this word is not true. I will tell you, I don't know of any other one. This one, <laughs> this one is like when Jesus has healed you. I don't know about you. When I, when I, before I got born again, I was very sickly. Every month I must have something. My grain was my, was my, what was it now? My companion, given to me from darkness. Every month I prepare for it just like a woman's cycle. I'm, I'm not joking. Those four or five days, my life comes to a halt. No school, no nothing. That's how my life was. So when I got born again, I read the scripture. He has borne my grief, carried away my sorrows. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, I have been healed. The day I saw that scripture, I knelt down. I was still young, maybe about four months in the Lord. I knelt down, I put my Bible there. I said, God, I did not write this. You have to show me that what you wrote is true. If this relationship will go further, I don't know about you, that's how I talk. Because I was coming from the occult. So talking halfway was not a measure for me. I knew power. So power has to talk to power. It's as simple as that. Lord, if this thing is true, you have to prove it to me. This migraine must not continue. I stand on this word and I refuse migraine to be part of my life again. From now on, in the name of Jesus. Brethren, that was 30, almost 38 years ago. So when, when I tell folks, brethren, I've seen three dead people come back to life. One baby, two adults, two of them unbelievers, one believer. And you tell me this gospel is a lie? So I told the guy, I said, there's no problem. Why are we making noise? You know, at that time, other students have gathered. They love such scenarios. The kind of school you guys went is different from ours. Those kind of <laughs> other students have gathered. Then there was noise. Then they would start carrying the news. The news was two of us were arguing. 
By the time it gets to the 10th person, they will assess somebody killed somebody. <laughs> In the process of information dissemination, they amplify and embellish and do all sorts. By the time we got there, I now told him, I said, it's simple. Why are we making noise? All right? We have medical students that are our friends. Let's go to the morgue, to the teaching hospital. Very simple. Let's ask for the freshest dead person. The person who had just passed, kicked bucket. The newest one, so that at least that one has not gone too far. Call on whatever God you say you serve. And all of the students said, hey, yeah, let's go. Then I, told, I started going. Because ladies and gentlemen, I know Jesus. Jesus loves showing off. Jesus loves showing off. If you are preaching the gospel, if it is for soul winning, he does not need your faith. I say it again. Did he tell them there if you believe? Is it written in your Bible? If you believe. The only condition is as you go preaching the gospel. Anytime you go on soul winning, anything can happen. Dear God, you didn't send yourself. Is it your gospel? It is his gospel. If, he, if Gideon said, if Paul is bad, let him defend himself. Don't try and defend God. If God is God, let him show up. And he shows up all the time. As you go. As you go. But you see, if you go and you preach the gospel, and you don't intentionally pray for the sick, nobody will get healed. What did he say? As you go, preach the gospel. Do what? Heal the sick. If you don't pray for them, they won't get healed. Because some of you feel, well, what happens if they don't get, if they don't get healed? I will be disgraced here. That is where you've missed it. You have turned this gospel to your own. Who will be disgraced here? Whose gospel is it? Who are you talking about? How, where are you in the equation? You are just a mere messenger. Deliver your message. Listen, the messenger, the owner of the message, delegated authority and said, PK, take this handkerchief to Pastor Alright? By the time you get it, get there, lay it on her. I now get there. I now look at Pastor Lass air. So beautiful. How can I mess up this air? So I now say, Pastor Lass, God said I should give it to you. Have I delivered my message? Did I get to her? Did I get to her? Did I get to her? Did the handkerchief get to her? Did I do what Jesus said to do? That's what we do. Anytime I talk to anybody, most times, especially Caucasians, they love arguing. No, I don't have time for argument. I know you are sick. You are carrying one disease or the other. Or you are afraid. It's a time bomb. It runs in your family. Age 40, your own is about to show up. Can I pray for you? One lady sat next to me. I was dead tired. We were moving from, um, I think I was coming from the, the Europe. I was coming to America to preach this was years ago. And I was dead tired. I was going to arrive and head straight to the pulpit. So I needed that rest. Paid for an upgrade for myself. So it was a business class. And all I wanted to do was just sleep. I had not had sleep for a couple of days. Went there and the girl next to me. From the moment I sat down before we even started, she started soliloquizing. We're going to crash. <laughs> can, can you imagine? <laughs> we're, we're going to crash. And she said, she was just there. 
and she was sweating and the AC was blasting. She was sweating, fidgety, and holding on to something. So I looked at her. Now, initially, I wanted to quiet her so that I can sleep. Because she won't allow me to sleep. How can you be sleeping? And, and somebody saying, we are going to cry. You have a dream that the plane crashed. <laughs> Let me deal with this one before we go forward. <laughs> so I told her, I said, please, what's the problem? said, I hate flying. I've never flown. I said, why do you have to fly now? Why don't you take a bus? <laughs> That's what, I, that's what I asked her. Why don't you take a bus? She said, no. She has to get to the United States. Do you have to go? I said, yes. Uh, grandma, something, something. Was, it was a family thing. and She had not been in an aircraft. Blah, blah. The father bought her business class. Probably that will help her settle in. She hates flying. So I had to abandon my sleep. I said to her, I said, we're not going to crash. She said, how do you know? And I began to tell her. How I know. And I said, you know, if I pray for you now, do you know that anxiety will leave you right now? It's in the name Jesus, and the guy is going to check out. So how do you know we're not going to crash? I said, because I'm here. I said, who are you? Then I explained myself. I have a father who rules the heavens and the earth. He gave her heart to Jesus in 15 minutes. I held her hand. but I, just, I had not said in the name of Jesus. She started vibrating. So I said, this is the Lord, we can't do deliverance here. Whichever we have to, let it get out. <laughs> let it get out. And the spirit left. I knew when he left, and I left her. Do you know she slept? She woke up. And that, she had to wake me up. I was already thanking God, Lord, thank you. She slept off. She woke me up. What did you do? I gave her my Bible before she left. She got saved. I'm trusting the Lord. I know the Lord will keep her now. See her in heaven. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. What opportunities you've lost. All we do is just the first part. We preach. We go. No, ask them, are you sick? Who, who told you to heal the sick? Jesus. If they are not healed, whose shame is it? What is your own? Why do you have to get personally this? No, please. What, why do you have to get personal with this? What is your own? Are you the one? Who, are you the owner of the message? Heal the sick. First time, I went evangelizing to one of my. That was not too long after I got born again. One of my football um, mates. We play soccer together. Uh, those were the first victim of of my evangelism. Everybody that plays soccer with me, you know, we said terrible things together, did terrible things together. So they knew me and they saw the transformation. So I went to their houses, not on the pitch, because on the pitch we still go hard. So houses, house to house, I was going. Then I went to the house of one guy, his name is Dapo. And while I was preaching to him, suddenly there was commotion. The neighbor's daughter died. Rushed out to the hospital. I don't know what happened. They came back again. Oh, the woman was crying. Oh, she was distraught. But brethren, before, as at this time, I had read my Bible cover to cover. Two times in four months. The first four months when I got born again. Two times. And I kept seeing where the Bible says. Jesus, I didn't even know this one. All I knew was Lazarus. Lazarus. So what I did was, and at that time I was preaching to that boy. It was even he, it was that boy that suggested, can't 
Can Jesus do something about that? Um, yes, yes, he can. You know, he can. Not of my own volition inside. It was personal between me and him. And while I was there, suddenly I began to cry. For a reason I didn't know. And while I was crying, the next thing his baby started sneezing. Came back to life. The parents were Muslims. They came and asked, please, who are you? The whole, all the neighbors that knew about the death, they, also, they now saw the baby alive. Everybody came together. From preaching to one person, I had almost 40-something people preaching to. I elevated myself, stood on it, told them, everybody about Jesus. Why? They saw it. The kingdom of God is not in words. Jesus told them, I said, even though you don't believe my words, believe me for the miracles you see. This is not for one person. It's for all of us. While we are laboring and struggling, it's because there are a few people doing the job of millions of people. God needs you wake, to wake up. Pull yourself out. Don't worry. He does not need your faith. Did he say, preach the gospel and according to your faith, heal the sick? Is that what your Bible says? Don't read into scripture, read from it. Heal the sick. Ma, Thomas also went. Thomas raised the dead. What do you remember Thomas for? Doubt, can you imagine? Doubt will not stop you from raising the dead. God doesn't need your faith there. As What you are operating on is what you call delegated authority. Someone say delegated authority. Now, let me tell you two things about delegated authority. I'm excited about this. Delegated authority. For you to be able to operate and function on delegated authority. Number one, the delegator, the person who delegated the authority to you must be alive. <laughs> must be alive. Do you now see the difference between Jesus and others? <laughs> hey, if you are very sure that their own God is not alive, or the person they are calling their leader is not alive, ladies and gentlemen, this thing is cheap. This, I'm telling you by the mercy of God, this thing is cheap. I know only Jesus went to the grave and rose on the third day. Bucci, Bucci said, he said even his enemies even Satan knows that Jesus is alive. And that's why he has never been called the late Jesus before. Have you ever seen anybody? Here lies the grave and the body of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, acclaimed and proclaimed son of God. It will never exist. Why? On the third day, just like he said, he rose again triumphant. Death and hell were put to place. And ladies and gentlemen, he resurrected with power. When Mary saw him, Mary said, he said, Mary thought he was another person because all those wounds are suddenly gotten healed. The only one he preserved was the one in his hands and in his feet because of Thomas. When he said, Mary, John 20, Mary said, Master, whoa, she turned around 
And Mary was too excited, wanted to hug. This was the man who cast out many demons from me. Where would I have been without him? I don't know about you, but where would I have been without Jesus? If Jesus was not alive, nobody would be here today. He is alive again. Stones been rolled away. He is alive again. He's no longer where he led. Jesus rose on the third day triumph. For the power that is delegated to be potent and functional, the delegator must be. Somebody shout it out. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but ladies and gentlemen, Bible says we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. But in everything he was tried, and yet he sinned not. Now he's seated by the right of the heavenly Father, ever living to make intercession for us. Ladies and gentlemen, your Jesus is not dead. He take the grave, he's not there. He stepped out on the fourth day, rose triumph, ascended on high, sat at the right hand of the heavenly Father. Far above principalities and powers. Oh, you are God. You are not a man. Oh, hey, you are God. You are not a man. Oh, heavenly Father, hey, you. You are God, you are, you are God. Buddha, stone dead. Baha'i, stone dead. Muhammad, stone dead. The gods of the hills and the mountains stone dead that is why when you call them bible says they bow before trees and they bow before wood who has mouths they cannot speak they have hands they cannot deliver but ladies and gentlemen you are going to see right with your own eyes today that your jesus is alive while we're building our church no those days i mean Back in Africa, you always have this land disputes and sort. Then some folks showed up when we started construction and said the land is theirs. And we bought the land from the rightful owner. But it just come, pull trouble, collect some money and go off. And they were making some demands. Initially, I was going to oblige them some money. But what they were asking for was outrageous. So I now told them, I said, they can go. Nobody's going to give them a dime. Not one dime. For they that know, the Bible says, He that doeth wickedly against the covenant will be corrupt with flatteries. But the people who don't know their God, they shall be strong and do what? Someone say, It's time for exploits. I can't hear you say, It's time for exploits. Turn to your neighbor and say, Bro, it's time for exploits. All they want to know is that this your Jesus is alive. Somebody, somebody gave me a house, a land in a prime area in Lagos, Nigeria. She was trying to transfer the title to her, to my name. She took ill. I was away preaching. 
Before I knew it, she had gone to be with the Lord. The tattoo was not perfected. She was in the process. She died. It was only me and her that knew. Obviously, you know I would never get that line. Never. Why? The person who was to delegate the authority is no longer alive. No longer alive. But then, when, when I was young, the, when I, we got this revelation earlier as a young, as a teenager, most of my friend, myself and my partners in crime, my friends, the way we handle things, we go around and look for shrines. Shrines where they are worshipping. You know, have you ever seen a good-looking shrine before? They are always ugly. Terrible colors, red. Even if they have white, they will stain it with something terrible. You will not see lilac, pink, purple. Beautiful colors. Orange, you know? Black, red. Yeah, they just put it there. Now, we know that there is no God. If you don't know it, don't go there. You die. If you don't know it, don't mess with it. Oh, we know that there is no God. Hear ye, O Israel. The Lord your God is one God. All what men call gods are just demons that have taken advantage of man's foolishness. If you bow down to this stool every morning, one day it will, stop, it will speak to you. Oh yeah, do you know why? The devil will sponsor anything that takes you further away from God. Hear the sick! You are operating on delegated authority. Whose authority is it? Jesus' authority. And they went about. Whoa, as long as Jesus is alive, sick will be healed. As long as Jesus is alive, the gospel will be preached, whether by you or by somebody else. As long as Jesus is alive, lepers will be cleansed. As long as Jesus is alive, the dead will be raised. As long as Jesus is alive, demons must bow at his name. Aren't you glad? That your own God is alive. He watches over you. The Bible says, He that watches over you never sleeps. Can you imagine 24 hour service? Which insurance gives you that? Then why are you afraid? Sometimes we are afraid because we just don't understand the fact that Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and is everywhere at the same time. Number two, delegated authority. <laughs> now, for you to operate on delegated authority, the designator or the delegator, forgive me please, the delegator must be positioned in a level higher than yourself and the problem you are trying to solve. I take that again. For you to operate under delegated authority, the delegator must be positioned at a higher level than yourself who is the desig, deli, designe, designatee? Cela. <laughs> and the problem you are trying to solve. Let me show you a mystery in scripture. Exodus and chapter number 17, verse number 8, quickly. Exodus 17, let's read from verse 8, very quickly. Exodus 17 from verse 8. Run, 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 my brother. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. 
don't forget i said number one for you to operate under delegated authority the deli- person who delegated to you must be alive somebody say jesus is alive i don't know whether you know this song we used to sing in those days in scripture you know he's alive amen he's alive my jesus is alive forever sing like you've eaten he's alive and he's alive jesus you're on the wrong key You're supposed to follow our key. Don't force us to your own key. Huh? Bros. Enjoy your afro. I had it when I was young. <laughs> After some years, this is what happens. To the glory of Jesus. Amen. Selah. Now, Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Keep going, quickly. And Moses, now listen people. Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out. Fight with Amalek tomorrow. Now listen. Who is delegating authority here? Moses. Who is he delegating to? Joshua. Now look at the position of the delegator. He says tomorrow I will stand where? And with the rod of God in my hand. Keep going. So Joshua did as Moses said to him. And fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hall went up to the top of the hill. Keep going. And so it was when Moses' hand was held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand. So when you see Joshua losing the battle uh, in the valley, what was going on? Because he is not fighting that battle by his own authority delegated authority the person who delegated to him his hand was down his position had got to the same level with us but as long as his hand was up on the mountain the bible said the one but Moses' hand became heavy so they took a stone and put it but ladies and gentlemen jesus's hand can't go heavy jesus cannot be removed from his position Ephesians 1 20 which he wrote in Christ Jesus when he rose him from the dead and made him see by the right of the, of the heavenly father far above principalities and powers and all names that are named both in this world and the world to come has made him to be the head of the church in all things Colossians 3 1 the Bible says that he's seated by the right hand of the heavenly father Colossians 3 1 and he sat on it and Moses and Hor supported his hand. One on one side and the other on the other side. And his hand was steady until the going down of the sun. See what happened as a result. So Joshua, Amalek, these people. Someone say delegated authority. So you notice that whether you win here or you lose here, it has to do with who gave you authority. Chapter number 16, Mark. Mark 16. Last two verses, please. Uh, That should be 18 or so. Last two verses. Go to 17. 16, 17.
And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the scripture. Start from verse 14, please. Is that Mark? Okay, I'm giving you the wrong scripture then. Go to, yeah, Mark 16, 19 to 20. I said the last two verses. Ross. Okay. So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, listen, this is Jesus. After Jesus spoken to them, the Bible says he was received where? Up to where? And did what? So where is Jesus now? Now, is there any place higher than the right hand of God? Oh, please talk to me, church. Is the earth higher than heaven? So, the person who designated to you is number one, is alive. Number two, he stands at a realm higher than yourself and the problem you are trying to solve. How about Einstein says, and I quote, he says, you cannot solve a problem at the same level it was created. You cannot solve a problem at the same level at which it was created. You can't. For you to solve a problem, you have to operate at a higher realm than where it was created. That's the secret of this. As long as my Jesus is alive and he is not at my level, then both myself and the problem I'm about to solve will get results. Are you with me tonight, church? I'm telling you the reason why you should go and preach. When you go, heal the sick. Cast out demons. One of my wife's um, mentees met her in England when I went preaching. She, she and her husband came. I told her, I said, she was telling me about a matter she was handling with a woman. And I said, wow, that's a demon. Go cast it out. She said, ah, pastor, I can bring her to you. She said, bring her to what? What has happened to your life? You're a child of God. Go and cast out demons. I said, pastor, I don't know what to do. Nobody knew what to do the first time. Just get there and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, demon, I don't know your name. Come out. Say, Pastor, just like that? I said, yes. So she went and she got there. She was still having, her heart was telling, she was, her heart began to race and pace fast. <laughs> then she said, let us pray. She had the hand of the, Father, in the name of Jesus, she still wanted to do the same old thing. This is not Father God. Jesus did not say, I will cast out demons for you. You will cast out demons. You don't say demons. I am um, Jesus. Remove these demons in Jesus' name. You will pray till, till you die. God doesn't answer such prayers. It's unscriptural. The power to cast out demons is with you. So suddenly, somehow, she summed up courage. She now decided to, she's seen my wife cast out demons before. So she did the same thing. She removed the hand of the person. Say, lift up your two hands. Say, in Jesus' name. You demon, you have no place in me. I'm a child of God. Blah, blah, blah. She repeated what Bola used to say. Then the next thing, she said, in Jesus' name, I command you, demon, go. Then the demon began, ah, I'm not going. Then she didn't know what to do. <laughs> she went to pick up the phone. <laughs> she, she didn't know what to do again. 
picked up the phone. Uh -huh. The guy said, he's not going. What do I do? <laughs> Whoa. Until the word become flesh, he cannot dwell with you. Only the scripture you have experienced becomes real to you. When the Bible says, let the word of God dwell richly in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, he's saying, let experience the word. There's a two, there's a second part to it. You know, the Bible says the word became flesh. All right? Have you heard the cliche before? The son of God became the son of man. So that the sons of men might become the sons of God. Now, the right part of it is this. The word became flesh. So that flesh can become the word. The word became flesh. So that you and I can become the word unbelievers can read. We become the gospel. And the only way for the word to become flesh is to experience the word. The one you have experienced, you don't need quotation. The devil cannot defeat you in that area anymore. The one you have not experienced are the ones you are doubting. Can it happen? But the one I've experienced before, oh no, ladies and gentlemen, let them come 50 times. You will know that you are coming out because you've experienced it before. That's why 1 John 1, 1 says, that which you heard from the beginning, which we saw with our eyes, held with our hands. We are not telling you things we heard. We are telling you things we experienced. We experienced it. The demon came out. Since then, she's been casting out demons. Dare to go out that first time. There's an interesting part. When I was worshiping in the bathroom, something came to me that I had not thought of before. You know, the, for you to operate on delegated authority, huh? the person who delegated to you has to be higher than you and the problem you are trying to deal with. Now, wicked men operate on satanic authority. Satan is the one who delegated authority to them. Now, when they want to, when you are the problem that they are trying to get rid of, do you know what they are trying to do? They are trying to go on a mission impossible. Because for, for it to work, the person who delegated to them has to be higher than them and the problem they are trying to solve. And ladies and gentlemen, Jesus, that's why Jesus did not leave us here when he saved us. He made us sit, Ephesians 2, 6, with him in heavenly places. And where we are positioned is higher than where the person who delegated authority to them is positioned. So he can't walk. You don't understand what I just said. <laughs> you, and Luc you and Satan, we are not on the same level. So, all, whoever is delegated authority to, for them to win over you, huh, they need to get beyond where you are positioned. And they can't. That was why the guy was so interested. I will ascend to heaven and make my seat because he knows your positioning determines your authority. Well, he failed. He was thrown down from there. Hallelujah! Don't be afraid. Oh, people, don't be afraid. Oh, they say they don't want they, they don't want you to teach Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. No problem. Just get there. People that are sick always need help. Are you sick? I'm so sorry. Man, I know you're feeling awful. Is it okay to just pray with you? Anybody that is sick needs any kind of help. One of my parishioners 
one of the churches I pastored brought one of us. She was a general manager in the bank. So she had a client, an Indian, an Asian Indian man. And the man worships everything. Worships everything. He showed me his chain. Almost 25 pendants. He said, this one is Christianity. This one is all sorts. You alone. 25 God. And they had a problem. His wife has not slept for a week. No sleep. They've given all sorts of jabs, given all sorts of medication. The lady won't sleep. <laughs> so this, this lady who happens to be, I've been witnessing to the man. Give your heart to Jesus. The moment she saw the opportunity, she saw, so the moment that happened, she was told the wife hadn't slept and they are ready for any kind of help. They've gone doing all sorts of therapy, got this, got all sorts, nothing worked. Whenever nothing has worked, ladies and gentlemen, that's where Jesus shows up. And who's going to represent Jesus there? You that's carrying the delegated authority. It is not yours, it's his. So they brought the lady. So I, first of all, I preach Jesus to them before I pray. You are the one who came to me. You must hear my gospel whether you like it or not. Then I preach Jesus to her. Obviously, she was the one that was sick. Immediately, she gave her heart to Jesus. Right down there. The husband was still arguing because he's been sleeping. <laughs> he's been sleeping, so he can afford to argue. But the lady was miserable. I left him. Maybe that's not this day. Brother, I had not finished praying for her. She slept off. They carried her. She slept for a day and a half. I'm not, the Lord bear me witness. She slept for a day and a half. That lady now eventually led her husband to Christ. They used to watch, worship roaches. So you get to the apartment, loads of roaches. Yeah, you must not be killed, yeah? Oh, yeah. Roaches. You know, there are different types. There's this Superman, Spider-Man kind of roaches. They have the ability to fly. The angle of tangentry is never straight. <laughs> they can fly here and draw, and draw up now. And they have a way of always accessing people's mouth. <laughs> That's what they worship. You go to the apartment, roaches all over. They don't kill roaches. How will you sleep? After she woke up, give her heart to Jesus. See, the husband almost first of all broke. Got everybody to come and terminate us to come and help. No more. Jesus. It's not about words. They need power. You need power for exploits. All the people you've been preaching to, they argue with you. Everybody has been arguing with you. There's no power. There's no power. Not everyone will listen to you. Don't, don't get me wrong. Not everyone believes in Jesus when he came. In fact, the 12 who did, one of them, he lost one of them too. But ladies and gentlemen, power makes some people shut up. Demonstration of the power. I remember 
Let me just show you a few testimonies. Play, play, play. I'm done. I was invited by the scripture union to come and have a crusade somewhere in the eastern part of Nigeria. And went for the crusade. First night, God gave us a harvest of stoles. It was an open air crusade. I love open air crusades. Started my life as an evangelist. Still love that. We're off to Adwekiti again for another crusade um, in May. Pray along with us. Four universities are coming together. Um, we're trusting God for a mighty, mighty harvest. Um, evangelist Daniel Chan from the UK will be coming along with me. And we'll be visiting at least two universities in, in Africa twice, once, twice a year. Every year from now on. God wants to harvest. Listen, we are in a season where you are better position yourself for God to use or you will see your friends with whom you started this race together. They'll be raising the dead beside you and you are struggling to keep up your prayer life. The time is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. In the days of his power, his people, all God needs from his Lord, you can have me. That's all. Obey the word. You don't know what to do. Open script off. There's a scenario and a case like that before. Do exactly what happened there. Lazarus, comfort was what I used that Jesus brought out the baby. That's all I knew. Lazarus, comfort. And the Holy Ghost will take over. So while we're, oh, brother, let me forget number three point. Let me stop here. I think we are about. We have entered the, the season and the time. The first night, God gave us the harvest of so second night, more people came. I wasn't even aware of it, but there was a woman that had been crippled. Ever. Now, those days, if you're in a wheelchair in, in Africa, you can't move. It's not that you have a sickness and you can move, but you, are, you don't have strength. No, no, no. You can't move. She has she she uh, 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 two legs. She was paralyzed from here down. In fact, sorry, it was from here, from her chest down. She was paralyzed. Then the crusade was going on. The choir sang, and I'm just trying to tell you about Jesus, whom you serve. Now you won't know when He walks. He just needs you to go. If I tell you I knew when that lady get up, got up from her wheelchair, I would be lying. That would be a big fat lie. I got there, I just felt like singing a song. And we're all dancing and praising God. A praise song. The Nigerian type, the one that, I mean, this was eastern part of Nigeria. When you are done with such songs, you don't need a gym. You've done enough time. And all we were praising God. All of us, drooling in sweat. Suddenly, I didn't know it, but other people saw it. When this lady too, suddenly, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't an instrumental healing. She jerked herself out of her chair. She began to dance. Someone that never walked. Tell me somebody prayed for her. No. Tell me I was a sinner coming. No. All I know is I'm preaching Jesus. He must show up for himself, not for me. As you go. And brother, oh, ah, there was no need for someone that night. 
Everybody knew her. Then another young man that is a mad person. She, he's been mad in the marketplace. Gone crazy and bonkers. In the marketplace, always in the market square. Suddenly, while the message was going on, he meant to meet one of the ushers. He was telling the person his name and his father's name. He was telling the person his father's address. Insanity left him just because praise was going on to Jesus. We thank the Lord gave us a wonderful harvest of soul. Before I left home, the place I stayed, there was a mango tree. Mango tree right there. I saw one mango on my way to enter the car to the crusade ground. I saw one ripe mango. I've been looking for a ripe mango on that tree. I didn't see. But as I was about to step into the car that takes me to the meeting, the Lord helped me. I raised my <laughs> eyes not to the hills but to the mango tree. And I saw a beautiful mango tree, yellow on one side, beautifully coated, and a leaf was hiding it. So I said, Lord, in my heart, I didn't want to say it so that the people around me will not hear. And they get to it before me. I cover you with the blood of the Lamb. No one will see you until I return in the name of Jesus. So I went, and brethren, oh, we had terrible miracles that night. Terrible miracles. Deaf and dumb were hearing anyhow. One person that was partially blind in both eyes began to see fully. I got back, quickly gave thanks to God. You know those kind of thanksgiving? I've been thanking God on the way, in the car. When I got on my knees, I just concluded, Amen. <laughs> Went and changed. Wore my shorts. I was heading straight to the mango. Before the blood expires over it. I meant it. While I climbed, I got the, in Jesus' name, you will hit your goal. I got the mango. On my way down, climbing down the tree, I began to see tens of people, almost a hundred. They were coming, heading towards the house in a single file. All the sick people in the area were being brought. I'm not I'm serious. People in chains, mad folks, some they were pushing them on the hospital bed they went to pick them right from the hospital they were all coming and by the time i was <laughs> when i got down and stepped down from the mango tree you can imagine cobwebs dirty leaves every just for one mango glory be to jesus it's treasure by the time by the time i stepped they had arrived in the house they looked at me and they said in their native tongue they said they're they looking for that man of God that preached this night. So I looked at them. I looked at myself. Man of God is not here. <laughs> this one is a mango eater. <laughs> what do you need? How can I help? How can I help you? <laughs> so I said, I said, okay. I said, I'm the one I'm coming. <laughs> Why? They don't understand the fact that it has nothing to do with me. It's about the Jesus I preach. And you don't have to have an ear around you. Because you are now healing the sick freely. So you know, men, when I lay hands on the sick, they just get out of the wheelchairs. That's the definition of a fool. Brother, he wants to use us. 
one that you do will bring others that's why they saw what jesus did they went to so what i did was for all of them i now stood on it i always look for a stanchion stand on it began to preach jesus i had an interpreter that was interpreting for me and that night and it was dark then i called everybody the young folks that came with me lay hands on every one of them not all of them got healed but a good number of them got healed the one that was brought from the hospital was the one that pushed the hospital bed back himself to the glory of jesus i was not the one who prayed for him it was a 14 year old girl who prayed for him it's not about any one of us but once you want the lord to use you you are open and say lord here i am if you need anyone use me one testimony while i was in school sorry this is the final one i don't know why i'm sharing i usually don't like talking about i don't share testimonies when i was young my, at the time my wife wanted to be recording the miracles we were having in meetings especially in crusades i told her please no she said why she said, i don't trust myself as a then once that happened let's go as a then i wasn't sure i was broken enough to handle all the you know when you see the list man <laughs> man I, i'm annoyed <laughs> i i didn't i couldn't trust myself as a then so i said please no records no records at all it's got nothing and it will never have anything to do with me about jesus and he alone now we can keep records it's okay i think i can handle it but then oh no so we had this tape recorder you know those i don't know the kind of school you are, are telling is different our own room officially you have six residents in the room now they are unofficial residents they don't even need your your consent to come and sleep they only show up 9 p.m 3 a.m they are gone they just need a place to lay their head so when you wake up at night you now say that ah, six people in our room we are 44. <laughs> some just sleep leaning on the wall i'm not joking so i mean you, you know we had only one tape cassette player those days was cassette player some of you don't know cassette player and it was my roommate one of my roommates i had it was a big deck those days man so it was a cassette player it was even a double one that you could record from the other one you know what i'm talking about yes don't worry some of you you god will give holy spirit will explain to you and we all play our music on his cassette player and i play my army grants my um integrity music all sorts i play there then god blessed me i bought my own 110 naira. brother it was it was state of the art my god <laughs> 110 naira was two months feeding allowance for me two months i bought the deck now i brought it to to the room i said please this one is dedicated to jesus you can't play any ungodly music on it ah all of them started rebelling so why were you playing your christian music on our own i said your tape recorder is privileged to have <laughs> oh yes it is privileged to have it sing Jesus. That's why it has not died all this while. They thought I was joking. I said nobody should play. One of them said nonsense. The owner of the other one said nonsense. What do you mean? He went and put 
was it Michael Jackson or something? And no, it was initially playing, he was playing. I removed it. I said, please, John. His name is John. I will never forget his name. Don't play. He went to put it again. And they were all dancing. And you know the others, just to spite you, they were all dancing. So I now removed this tape again. I didn't talk to them anymore. I right before their eyes, I carried my tape recorder. I said, play recorder. I bought you with gospel money. Jesus gave it to me. I bought you to honor Christ. I, I command you now. Any CD or any case that is played in you that does not glorify Jesus, destroy it. So I put it down. Right before their eyes, I put it down. So I now said, go and play. <laughs> now, they have seen a few things that happened before. So those, one of the, those, uh, those ones that had experiences before, seeing God's power, they didn't move. But this one, just got up. What? Then he went to put... Then <laughs> started blasting. He ran. <laughs> went to stop it. <laughs> Pulled it out. <laughs> the thing I started eating. Those days the case said it eats <laughs> and eats. Then he kept pulling. He kept pulling and kept pulling. Tell your neighbor as you go. When you experience God's power, fear has no place. Then, obviously, he thought he could still fix it. I told the thing, I didn't say, I said destroy. That was the end of the tape. The other one told the other one, I don't think that guy in a winch. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> As you go, as you go, brethren, as you go, tell your neighbor we are going to go. One of my, I was in Houston, Texas. I usually don't share testimony. I'm just maybe maybe this is what God wants tonight. I don't know where it's coming from. I was in Houston, Texas. I was speaking in a church i think it was a redeemed church then we had a great move of god that night one young lady went back home with the handbill trying to persuade her husband to come for the for the program ah, the husband looked at the handbill the husband is muslim ah, and said this is cool enough hey we're in the same faculty in the university I was a year his senior. The guy was a staunch Muslim. This, when I mean staunch Muslim, I mean staunch Muslim. Preached to him for three years. He refused to budge. He would even beat me up. But nice guy. So he ended up marrying this beautiful believer. They were, she, was, she was an unbeliever until she got born again. And he has refused. So the wife said, ah, he said, go and tell Kunle. <laughs> When you get there, tell that tell him that so so and so person says hello. So the lady after service came and said, Sir, please, can I see you? I said, what, what's the problem, man? He said, My husband said I should say hello to you. So what's your husband's name? She mentioned it. Ah! <laughs> I said, Where is he? I said, Is he born again? He said, No. Pastor, no. In fact, he's worse. I said, uh, So did he tell you that I preached to him all through school? He said, Yes. I went visiting. 
or rather he came they met me in the hotel and they've been married for so long no children if words won't have won't handle you said you've called on Muhammad he's not giving you one let me show you what Jesus can do so I prayed with them I said Balo very simple you know I've been telling you about Jesus all this while I said if I pray and Jesus gives you children you will serve him he said yes because the truth is I did not know the wife told me later he had been he had been determined clinically unable to father a child clinically Sarah he can't father a child so it was a problem God see, they will always have problems don't just talk opportunity opportunity to show them that there is a God who is alive not just alive he rules in the affairs of men as we go I prayed now as I, as I speak to you they are children. first set were twins two girls after them is in Houston Texas after that they had a second set of twins but they lost them then after that they had two children four he has now he started going to church then gave his heart to Jesus then when I moved to Dallas suddenly someone called me from the blues it was this guy hey how are you doing how's the Lord with you the wife wanted to talk 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 he said no problem she now said they have another friend that they've been married almost 12 years no children and those also because they used to go to the same clinic and those ones are now seeing their testimony said please who helped you that is Jesus people do you understand what I'm saying it is it will keep coming that is what Jesus does advertises himself oh brother so they drove all the way from Houston with that other couple came to Dallas not to meet PK people oh no as long as Jesus is the one in front you have nothing to fear so I prayed with them maybe it is their lineage I don't know what it is those ones to have twins two boys and those ones to give their heart to Jesus no someone what am I saying if they deny your words they can't deny his power why this is different from anything you know is because Jesus is alive he is last church I pastored this is the last one last church I pastored I, I don't usually share testimonies I don't know where it's coming from God wants to prove something to you tonight we run what I call a retreat in the city because I found that most of my members professionals they leave home 4 a.m. come back 10 p.m. they don't have time for prayers so what I do is once in a quarter we have what you call winds of change pastor Allah knows about it we all gather to pray everybody everybody goes off food for five days Monday to Friday no food drink whatever you want to drink so long you don't put cookies in your drink because people I've seen people do that before pastors not just people pastors
one of we've, we've had several testimonies in that program there are no chairs everybody stands you pray no chairs pastor i can tell you everybody stands and we pray from 11 to 3 or 11 to 2 and you have 2 30 or something three four four solid solid hours everybody goes home some have their shower from there and go to work we do that every quarter or so and sometimes over the five days we can have attendance that exceeds six thousand seven thousand people and when people from cac come to your church for prayer meeting and there's something they are saying oh yeah that was is this kind of meeting that one of the times we're just praying and suddenly i saw a woman she ran like we were all praying 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 suddenly she ran like really really ran hastily went to the bathroom the first one went then after not too long i saw another woman third one went i had to signal to my wife go and find out what's going on they were all going to the loo and they were passing out their fibroid of their own accord nobody prayed for them nobody laid hands so no one can't can't take any credit in this we're talking of jesus it was in that one of those meetings also each meeting has a theme and this one and we usually pray around the theme i think the theme of this one i will never forget in my life was life so i will do exposition on life and we pray from there the last and that was the kind of meeting that people started praying on their um, the um uh, the what do you call it now the um pump the water pump that had gotten bad for years and water pump started coming came alive rather started working again strange things this lady young girl in the choir i will never forget i've seen her face as i speak to you her brother had been shot by armed robbers now one of his eyeballs had been shattered totally so one had become a hollow the other one the eyeball was still there but clinically declared blind couldn't see obviously anymore she went straight from the meeting to the hospital she's not a pastor she's a child of god like you she went straight to the hospital got there because suddenly the word of god became life that's the essence of testimonies it helps the faith of somebody else she heard that if if pump and car that had been packed that was not working just because of the revelation of life they began to walk god can do something about my brother's eye she left church straight to the hospital brother was still sleeping on his sick bed laid hand on his eye and prayed sat down slept off in the morning doctor came for his word round and the brother opened his eyes and said doctor i can see you now the guy is a clown he, he, he he's very he's, he's a funny person always lighting up the whole place in laughter and the doctor said oh yeah 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 what's the color of my shirt and he told doctor you're wearing a blue shirt doctor looked at himself how many is this the guy was saying ma half of the staff of that hospital showed up in church on sunday half no evangelism Now we stand to pray.